It's DTS-125, a rather quiet week for Destiny, but we're going to get some information about SRL at PlayStation Experience this weekend, and we're going to talk about having more fun with your Guardian getting creative. Listening to Destiny the Show. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, and joined as always by my awesome co-host Diddy. How was your Thanksgiving, dude? Did you enjoy the week or the bit of time that you had off from work? I did, yeah. Um, we didn't automatically get Friday off, but I, I took it off anyways, used some PTO. Uh, so I have a nice four-day weekend to just relax. Uh, two Thanksgivings, both mine and Sanix, uh, Thursday and Friday. So we have tons of leftovers. So it was, a, it was a nice break from everything. Yum. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays, dude. We do get Thursday, Friday off, luckily for the business I'm in. So Friday was spent sleeping and recovering for the massive amounts of turkey that was eaten. And then this week, Final Fantasy XV is out, so I'm going to be basically under the radar for most of the week, <laughs> other than like maybe a nightfall or two. But man, yeah, it was pretty relaxing, pretty chill. Same stuff with Destiny, not a whole lot going on. Weekly update, we knew it was going to be small. It was pretty small. And this weekend, December 3rd, is PlayStation Experience. Look for some Destiny announcements there. SRL keeps being hinted by Deej in the updates Wordplay, make wordplay. Diddy, what is one thing you're looking forward to from PlayStation Experience outside of Destiny? Because I really would like to see some more trailers of these 2017 exclusives. Some PlayStation VR stuff, because uh, we just picked one up recently, and I cannot wait to see what other titles are going to be coming to that. Because virtual reality, whole new uh, experience. If you haven't seen it or experienced it for yourself, try and figure out how to do that because it is just it's mind-blowing how cool it is dude i want to try it sometime i really do i think it's one of those things right would you agree you can't explain it you can't watch a youtube video of it mm -hmm. you actually have to try it out right yeah exactly oh and i just realized so marty o'donnell's new company highwire games mm -hmm. they're doing golem and it's virtual reality and I just got super excited just thinking about that because I actually get to play it now because I have oh, man. I have the headset and everything. I want to see more of Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, the, oh, the female yes. protagonist and all the robot-looking dinosaurs. I think that might take the cake for one of the best-looking console games so far. If, if the release lives up to the demos that they've been showing off so far, it's yes. insane! I'm, I'm a huge fan of those kinds of games. Fable from the original Xbox is my all-time favorite RPG that I've ever played, and it's, it's very similar in, that, in many ways, and it's also very unique. It just looks so cool, so I'm really excited for that one as well. We never talked about the PlayStation 4 Pro here. I don't think either one of us picked it up or mm -hmm. were planning nope. on picking it up. I could see down the road, actually, I don't know. It really depends on 
how many more games are going to benefit from that upscaling because they're not natively rendering anything at 4k it just does upscaling some of the games though do have options on the ps4 pro for like better shaders or a little bit nicer anti-aliasing if the developer of the game supported that i bet you destiny 2 will feature some differences (laughs) for playstation 4 players right if you're on the pro platform i bet they might give you a little bit nicer shaders of course the technology is probably going to be there if all these pc rumors turn out to be true so i think that might be something down the road for our fans and Mm -hmm. destiny players i picked up a couple of items from the bungie black friday sale so bungie's store had a black friday sale if you guys aren't in the states basically right after thanksgiving there's a thing called black friday where Americans go to department stores and punch each other to try and get deals on electronic goodies. (laughs) And we participate and we enjoy it. But they were giving away a new emblem, the Eye of Eternity. Now, it's not really a new emblem. It's been data mined a long time ago. I think back even right after House of Wolves, people found it in the database. But now it's the first time it's available. If you bought something between like... I think now and probably by the time the show is out, it's over. You would be given one of these downloads. I bought a few items there. Diddy, I bought a bungee bike jersey. <laughs> they sold a bungee bike jersey. Oh, my God. I I just, that makes so much sense now that I think about it because you do all the mountain biking stuff. Oh, man, you're going to be sporting that uh that bungee. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh it's so hyped. I'll have to send you the link after the show because I saw it and I was like, $50. Yeah. Yeah doing it i have to i felt like it was put in the store just for me and that you would never let me live it down if i didn't actually pick it up here's the question did you get short sleeve or long sleeve i went short sleeve the the Ah. long sleeve was the same price dude which is insane like for bike jersey stuff it's usually like 80 or 90 bucks okay so it's a pretty nice price point and it looks pretty rad i'll give a full review don't worry Wait, I need to test. It's cold here, though. It is like starting to snow and rain. Why don't we hop into the news, the little bit that we have, and talk about those crazy 3D art renders? Let's do it. News! First up is an article that's been floating around the Twitters the last few weeks, and it comes from XboxOneUK.com, and they're saying that player transfer for Destiny 2 has been confirmed by Bungie, and they give some quotes from Deej saying that he's seen new concept art and new exotics on people's screens. It's a lot of fun to walk around the studio, he says, because there's always somebody thinking about the next place you'll go, the next enemy you'll fight, the next thing that you'll earn for doing those things. But there's one problem with all of this, Diddy. (laughs) Deej said this two years ago, okay? This is from an IGN article (laughs) that we covered back in the first year of DTS, right? Yeah, exactly. This is nothing new. With the rumors that were coming out that uh, with Destiny 2 being a whole relaunch, that there was that rumor of, oh, yeah, you might reset your whole progress and you're going to lose your character. No, this article coming out is kind of just reaffirming, hey, Bungie has said this before. Deej said you're going to be taking your characters through this 10-year-long journey. You grow attached to them. And Deej himself, he's he's gotten attached to his guardian, he says. And it's I don't think it's going to be going away. Yeah. However, I will play the other side of the coin. Even though Deej said this, he said this two years ago. And a lot has changed at Destiny and Bungie since then. We've it's heard true. the rumors. Destiny yep. 2 is going to be drastically different. I highly doubt they will invalidate all the accomplishments of your guardian But moving forward, what will come with you and what will stay in the past, I don't know. And be careful of articles like this one over on XboxOneUK.com 
that didn't list the date of this original interview. They're just running it because, hey, that quote sounds like it would work for Destiny 2. I bet this post would get a lot of views. And I'm not trying to, you know, be mean, but I do think it should have been said in the article, hey, Deej said this <laughs> two years ago. So just be careful out there. Also, we saw a really cool link over on Reddit to Mike Jensen's 3D art portfolio, the link for which will be on our website, or you can just go to MikeJensen3D.com. That's Jensen with an E. This guy does character design and 3D modeling for Destiny, and he's got pictures of the full, ridiculously high polygon count renders. These look like photorealistic things, dude, (laughs) doesn't it? It really does. It looks like you're on the set of a movie or TV show for Destiny characters, and it it's mind-blowing how amazing these look, and it just makes me wonder, one, how do I get figures that look this good, and two, how do I play the game that this was rendered in? <laughs> because, oh man, it's it looks so good. They look photorealistic, and what we know from Destiny's process of designing these 3D models is they first create a super high polygon count, very detailed model, and then what they put into the game is a much uh, less smaller polygon, less polygon count model that can be actually handled by the engine and the in-game assets. But when you see these things, dude, I can't... It looks like you're looking at real-life photographs. Makes you think, will there be any Destiny like live action shorts we've seen some with the commercials and i've loved the commercials they've done in the past but if they did like a seven minute thing oh my gosh oh if they acted out some of the grimoire cards in live action yep that would be amazing we've talked about that before here on the show but i've been watching getting ready for our return to crota's end event on december Mm -hmm. 9th if you guys want to join us on twitch.tv slash destiny the show we're going to be running crota's end all day long celebrating the two-year anniversary of Crota's End, talking about the lore, talking about the background, the different cheese runs. We'll be doing normal runs. Really looking forward to it. So I've been playing the raid, getting back up to speed, spend some time, and I watched lore videos about Crota's End this last week. I sat and watched 25 minutes of background information <laughs> about this raid, and it added so much meaning and weight and depth to the thing. And I'm always so sad that it's never really told in-game. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but you've said it before. Just do little voice acted out grimoire cards maybe some small animations or small concept art pieces that float in and out voiceover over concept art would be perfect in the game if you could just click on a grimoire card and it would do that it would be perfect i can't i gotta close this i can't keep looking at them it's too beautiful A lot of questions are floating around the internet right now because this weekly update will be interesting it's the last one before they go to playstation experience Let's try and be non-cynical here for a a section because it's hard to be not critical of last year's SRL and the small amount of tracks. What do you think is actually going to change with SRL this year? More tracks. I think more tracks. I think the record book is definitely going to make a comeback. I don't think it'll be in the same aspect, um, but I think it'll be more along the lines of the Rise of Iron record book. Um, I... more tracks, of course, I already said that. What do you think, that. six tracks, five tracks? Oof. You know, I'm going to say six. Okay. Or four. Four or six. It's not going to be anything different than that. Obviously, we had two last year. Players wanted more content. Uh, new armor sets as well. Um, yeah. I think very similar to um, Iron Banner this time around with the four weekly bounties. 
you're going to have at the end of those bounties you're going to get an armor piece or shader or sparrow or something along those lines and then you're going to have record book rewards along the way as well Mm -hmm. i'll read the last sentence from this weekly update we'll be back in the swing of things next week the cadence of new content in destiny is about to speed up again we hope you can keep (laughs) up deej out deej thank you for your wordplay I think six tracks, I believe one more mechanic. I think they'll add one more mechanic to Sparrow Racing, whether that's picking up items Mario Kart style, or if it's just maybe a more complicated. Teams would be cool. Drifting, like more um, boost drifting. So like every time you um, finish a lap, your teammate goes. I I don't want to sit for a minute, though. That'd be awful. (laughs) <laughs> would you want to sit around for a minute? What would you do? If you could be like off the sparrow running around and like emoting, then maybe so. Okay. Um, yeah, it would be something interesting. Like maybe you're throwing items or throwing grenades or supers out at uh, other opponents, I guess. I don't know. That's the kind of mechanics I want to see. Just one extra thing. <laughs> Just something super the tracks. silly. Yeah. I want more, uh, blah, 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 not sparrows, shaders. My favorite shader phosphor came from SRL last Crocos year. Crocos is my favorite. The white mm. and purple one. Mm-hmm. Yes. They had great Still shaders. Bring Oof, them back. <laughs> please execute microtransactions a bit better than Festival of the Lost. Pretty please. There's so many items that were cool in Festival that I just didn't want to play the slot machine of buying packages. And we talked about this before, so let's not get dug deep into it. Now, remember... The live team director, Jerry Hook, had this to say about SRL earlier this year. When we talk about SRL coming back, it'll probably be wrapped up in a different style, not just focused around SRL, because some of the stuff that we learned from our players around the Sparrow Racing League is that some people didn't like racing. So can you do something with the event that helps support those players a little bit differently? Absolutely. So that was said a while back. It sounds like SRL would be more than just racing, is there a battle mode coming down the pipeline? I don't know. What do you think? Um, the only thing I can think of is using like patrol spaces on the moon uh, or patrol spaces in Destiny uh, anywhere. Uh, just using like different public events supporting or Sparrow related. I can't really think of anything else that they I got could one. do. Trick jump obstacle courses where they're like really <laughs> tough to hit jumps. You have to land the boost and the slide just perfectly to get over the gap and make it up this wall or something like that. Like that those could be really cool. old school... Um, I'm thinking specifically of skiing games when you're going down yeah. the mountain and you're hitting the jumps and you're doing tricks and you're SSX. getting like multipliers. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that would be super cool, uh, but I, I have no idea. I think trick yeah, attack. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, a trick game mode for uh, for the Sparrow. Let's do it. There is a half pipe in the Cosmodrome. Oh my gosh, you're right. So there you go. Diddy, what are you doing <laughs> on the show, man? How are you not in Seattle right now? I mean, you don't know that I'm not. Oh my gosh, <laughs> mind blown. That's basically all the news that occurred this week. However, before we go, I want to just talk with Diddy for a second. Dude, I have had an entire uh, epiphany or change completely to the way that I'm approaching Destiny and the Crucible that has made it way more fun for me to play. I said farewell to my KD. I said farewell to win-loss. And I said farewell to the meta. I put the Grasp of Malak away. I've put the Matador away. The truth has been hard to put away, but I've started to put the truth away, and I'm playing with really (laughs) random dumb builds. I'm playing with different characters. I'm playing with different styles and different weapons like Lord High Fixer or Plan C, Saladin's Vigil, using sidearms. And you know me, I don't really like sidearms. 
but it's made the game it's a true. whole lot more fun, dude, because since Rise of Iron came out, I have just been stuck playing the Warlock using Grasp of Malak and a shotgun because I'm like, well, that's what I need to do to compete. However, that gets old, that gets tiring, and it takes away the unique identity of Destiny, which is picking how you want to play. Now, if you want to use non-meta weapons right now, you have to come to grips with the fact that you're going to lose a ton of gunfights. <laughs> but if you get yeah. over that and you're okay with it, dude, I've had more fun this last week trying to be a Johnny than ever before. <laughs> and that references after last week we talked about different kinds of Destiny players, Patrick Casey's video. I'm telling you, dude, it has totally changed my attitude and made the game a lot more fun. You know... Crucible for me, I've been doing that for, for a little bit longer than this past week, but it's it's always like, it's frustrating when you lose those gunfights, like, dang, lost to another Clever Dragon or Grasp of Malak, and it's, it's frustrating at times, but getting those fusion rifle kills or getting those sidearm kills, it's just like, wow, I'm, I'm using this gun and it, it's working somewhat <laughs> rewarding it feels more rewarding dude and it, and it makes you play the game a little bit different because yeah. you're not challenging the same sight lines that you would normally challenge because you're inherently at a disadvantage if you're not using the meta weapons if you're not rushing with a shotgun or if you're not doing whatever it just makes you think like okay what if i do this instead because a lot of people are going to be expecting you to challenge them or take those gunfights that you would normally would but it's, you play a lot more mind games and you focus more on map movement instead of map control. It, it mixes everything up and it's it's really, really fun to just do whatever you want. And it's, it's, it's a good time. I'm trying to apply that logic to every bit of Destiny. Doing dumb PvE challenges, trying to go back and solo things that have not soloed before. Like Crota's End, Crota's I've never End. gotten <laughs> through the full thing solo, which is you know a lot of fun so far i remember you and i were playing last week and i was super stoked that i learned how to like do the little titan float thing with mm -hmm. twilight garrison of the sword i was like oh that's really cool <laughs> you I'm... learned to titan fly exactly yeah sweet man so just taking that logic and trying to apply it all over the place because let's face it content drought is looking to hit hard as soon as srl gets here you know that'll be fun for a few weeks and then i bet we're right back into it so that's what I'm trying to do to keep the game positive and fun for me. And it seems to be working so far. And what I will say, I ran the Raid Sniper on Trials this weekend, dude. And we got to the lighthouse. And I was like, yep, way more fun. <laughs> didn't tilt, didn't care when we lost rounds because it was just like, that felt rewarding. That was fun. Well, I think that's going to wrap up DTS 125. It's a bit shorter of a show. But Diddy, is there anything else you want to cover before we uh, finish it up? Yeah, did we want to cover this uh, YouTube comment? Oh, yeah, we could definitely do that. Why don't you read it while I pull up show notes here? <laughs> sure. So this is uh, on one of BBK's uh, recent videos, Old School Destiny from uh, the Divine Rod. Uh, and I'm going to quote the whole thing here. Not sure if I'm looking through at this through my nostalgia goggles, but Destiny just had a different vibe in general in year one. From the mysticism of the title music and the actual exoticness of the exotics, the game felt refreshing and a joy to pop in. Completing the Nightfalls and Heroics slightly became a chore later on, yes, but they always felt rewarding and were fun to complete with your fire team. I don't know, the game just felt more grandiose. Nowadays, none of the endgame content activities that were previously enjoyed are enjoyable or worth playing. The mysterious vibe is gone. The music is more brooding and less otherworldly, and exotics no longer feel exotic. 
The game just feels less grandiose and more like a run-of-the-mill reskinned COD type of FPS with, quote, space magic. Last sentence here. It's like the devs just gave up on their vision halfway through. What do you make? So what do you make of that, first of all? I would disagree with the reskinned COD bit, but I don't disagree with the whole comment. I think he kind of hits the nail on the head for a lot of people who remember year one versus now. But I also think Rise of Iron was kind of filler like built to be filler, not their original vision. So what what do you make of that? Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, some of the parts here. I definitely feel like uh, some of the end game activities like the Nightfall and the Heroics, they just, they feel way less rewarding than they need to be. They don't feel yeah. as end game as they should be. Um, uh, like the Nightfall buff being removed from, from year one. It just... That blew my mind, and it made Nightfalls not worth it, in my opinion. It can also be attributed to the fact that we've been playing Destiny for over, uh, we being you and I, for over almost 2,000 hours now. Um, And it's like, yeah, when Destiny was in year one, it was a new type of game, and now we've played it so much that we expect even more from it. And doing those same things over and over again, yes, they have changed somewhat in the last couple years, it just feels like it's uh, not as amazing as it once was. I would agree that more time played, right? You're obviously going to figure out the scope. You're you're figuring out how big the room is that you're occupying. You, mm-hmm. you now know like how tall the ceiling is and where all the stuff in the room is because you've been in there for a really long time. But I do agree that the grand scale and the mysteriousness weren't really there for me at least with Rise of Iron, but I think that comes down to the development of it. Like Destiny, year one, their vision was to release the Taken King and Vanilla all together at once. That was their vision for the game. And I tell you what, dude, if that was Vanilla Destiny, TTK, DB, House of Wolf, all that stuff together at launch, mind blown, nine out of 10, right off the launch date. (laughs) You wouldn't have seen the sixes and seven out of 10 because it would have been like, this is insane. This is ridiculous, Bungie. Mm-hmm. That, I believe, was their true year one vision, and then they were going to work on the next step for Destiny. Yeah, and we were talking a little bit about this in the pre-show. The Taken King just felt like a really good stopping point for Destiny 1. It yes. was It was this culmination of all the stuff that had happened before, and it linked perfectly to the Dark Below with for very obvious reasons. But it just felt like Oryx is the final boss of Destiny 1. But the, at the beginning of this year, they had that reshuffle in the structure of Bungie. And they're like, okay, we got to push Destiny 2 back. We need to put something out this year. And that was Rise of Iron. They had to scramble to put something together. Rise of Iron, just they kind of just dropped it in the slot. And it doesn't link to anything. You know, With Skolas in House of Wolves, Skolas was that big baddie throughout the story. And then the final boss of that expansion, that was Fallen, you know. With Rise of Iron, it is Fallen. They could have linked it somehow, maybe. I don't know how they could have done that, but it just doesn't, Rise of Iron just doesn't fit in anywhere into it what does, it we It doesn't feel as impactful. As yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think you could tie Rise of Iron to Charlemagne, and there's definitely a bigger story arc that this will probably work its way into, but you're 100% right. Rise of Iron was started production in January of this year. We know that for a fact. It's been said that was a filler thing to occupy the gap between Destiny 1 and 2. They had to push Destiny 2 back after the staff shuttling, shuffling. When he says it feels like the devs just gave up on their vision halfway through, 
if you consider the halfway point like a month after the Taken King, I would agree with you. However, I don't think they gave up on it. I just think they shifted their sights to Destiny 2 mm-hmm. to try and realize the vision. And that's where it should be, right? I don't want the majority of, you know, Bungie's developers trying to fix what was there with Destiny 1 when we truly needed to move on to new technology. We know that 360 and PS3 were holding the engine and technology back in a lot of ways. I think you can remember year one like super fondly and that mysticism and that awesome sense of grandiose fondly because you're going to get to experience it again and hopefully bigger a year from now with Destiny 2. And who knows, maybe Destiny 2 is like in August released, which would be awesome. I would love to see that. Keep it far away from November. Too many developers are stacking (laughs) their games up in this time slot. But yeah, I do appreciate the comment, the Divine Rod. I think I do agree with a lot of that. So I don't know. I'd love to know what our listeners think. If you want to tweet us your response at Destiny the Show, we love reading and hearing from you. You can also reach us on discord.me slash Destiny the Show. That is our Discord server. Now, almost a thousand or did we cross a thousand we are right at the cusp of a thousand we are so so close tell your friends tell your family get us over that one thousand yeah get grandma on the discord server we want to hear what she thinks about shard culture being removed from the game yep (laughs) where can people find your content dude (laughs) twitter.com slash diddy dts d-i-t-t-y dts and youtube.com slash whooshness w-o-o-o-s-h-n-e-s-s you can find us on destinytheshow.com. All the links from today and more will be there, even though it's not a chock-full week. Next week will be, though, after PlayStation Experience. Fingers crossed. If there is a Destiny 2 trailer, Diddy, you and I are doing a reaction video next week. Yep. Guarantee it. It's happening. It won't happen. Definitely. But <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. Check us out on twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show on December 9th for our return to Crota's end event. Diddy and I are both looking forward to it, and we'll give you some more information in the coming week. Because December 9th is almost here, which is ridiculous to me. (laughs) Christmas is almost here, Diddy. It's like five weeks away. Ho, ho, ho. At BBK Dragoon on YouTube and Twitter, and check out our friends at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. Thanks for watching or listening, wherever you're at, and we'll see you next time.